0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? It
0: is going cold. All right, cold. Yes. I saw something. The longest under-freezing stretch in Nashville history in like 70 years. It's like from the 40s. That's 80 years, I guess.
1: That's pretty crazy. And I, and I I'm over here in North Carolina and we got not a flake.
0: Well, we got about eight inches of ice and snow in that order, which creates a bit of a problem.
1: I believe so.
0: I, I was lucky to get to work today. I only got to work because Chris Chapman picked me up. I cannot get out of my house. I can't like get up the hill in my cul de sac. Cannot get up the hill in my right. neighborhood. Yep. Cannot leave. I'm stuck.
1: Well, uh, cause I've seen pictures and I've seen some, some things on social media, some of those side roads, really, really rough just because it, it couldn't. Well, I mean, it kept snowing, but then it couldn't get up, you know, where it would melt. It wouldn't melt, right? So, pretty tough. Now, as I I've been told, and I I don't know if my source is correct, but that at one point this week, uh, North Carolina was like the only state that was not that didn't get some kind of winter weather, like. Everybody, I mean, I guess maybe even like the I don't know if the top of Florida or something, I'm not sure. But we we did not have it. We just had yucky rain. We had some I like some freezing rain at one point, but it just barely got below freezing. So it's just been nasty.
0: Well it so, was it was gorgeous here. It's just really inconvenient.
1: Right, right. So well, I got some I got some great pictures from my parents and obviously I'm headed that way. So maybe maybe there'll be a little bit left oh, where I can see oh, trust something. Me,
0: this is gonna be around for a while. Yeah, it'll be good. So it'll be get, here whenever you leave.
1: Yeah, so, so I get yes. to see it.
0: Yeah, so we got an EC meeting next week. Uh, we, we'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show. Uh, but yeah, it's Nashville is, and, and I mean Texas has gotten it a lot worse. I mean they had the energy crisis over there in Texas with the the power and everything, and, and really in deep South Texas where they're not used to this kind of weather. So I mean I, I know we had it bad here in Nashville, and it's wasn't a major thing. It's just an inconvenience for us in Nashville, but it was really threatening to those in other parts of the country. And uh, we, we've seen some Southern Baptist churches reaching out to those in Texas to help them out, to know a lot of churches serving those warming stations or things like that, and even Southwestern doing their part. And as always, Southwestern is our sponsor here at SBC this week. At Southwestern, you can get the hands-on theological training and experience you need to thrive in ministry. Wherever and however God is calling you to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission, Southwestern offers a degree path to equip you Whether you're pursuing a bachelor, master, or doctoral degree, Southwestern Seminary is here to walk alongside you as you live your calling. You can find out more about Southwestern over at swbts.edu. Going to see those guys uh, next week. Should be here for the the EC meeting.
1: That's right. That's right. So everybody will be coming in. It's going to be interesting. We uh, are not able to have it. At the SBC building because of social distancing, rules yeah, we got to have a like room. that in the in the city. So we're going to be in Nashville, but just not in the normal spot. So we can get get to a, a a hotel like a convention area that has a larger room, larger space. So it will be great to see everyone, even if we're waving from six feet away.
0: Yes, stay away, wear your mask, be safe.
1: All right, uh, let me tell you, it's going to be interesting because this will be the first. SBC gathering that I have attended in a year, and it's it's a, it's amazing to think we're gonna go and like nobody's gonna be shaking hands and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. so it'll be.
0: Amy doesn't want a handshake, folks. She wants a hug.
1: I I I think I think we're probably you know
0: gonna pass on that. Obser-
1: too. Observing some social distancing, <laughs> so. Keith Whitfield will be there. He can he, he can get hug. within six feet. Yes. yes, so he's the
0: only one allowed to hug Amy.
1: Yes, so all right.
0: Well, yeah. So it'll be good to have everybody here, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode. But uh, yeah, it, it. I think Nam had a on-site in-person trustee meeting a couple of weeks ago in New Orleans. This may be the second like legit trustee meeting type thing that we've had since COVID nineteen started. There may have been a couple hybrid versions or whatever in the fall. I think right. some of the seminaries maybe, but I think this is like the first big one. So we'll see. Um, just wear your mask, folks. Stay six feet apart. And if you're feeling ill, stay in your room, please. All right. But I, I will say this. Uh, the, the quarantine prepared me for this past week here in Nashville.
1: Oh, I guess so. Because you we were quarantined to... again.
0: We couldn't go anywhere. Right. So yeah. we and we helped flatten the curve.
1: It was, <laughs> it was snow quarantine. Everyone's yes. stuck in their house. Yep.
0: All right. Well, hey, let's jump into the news this week. Only a few stories this week, a uh, kind of a light news in Southern Baptist world. Uh, but the, uh, here's something for you though, Amy. I, I know you're going to be excited about this, especially if this is request, if this request is granted. But NAM has appealed to the Supreme Court in the lawsuit filed by Will McCraney, uh, claiming First Amendment protections uh, on the, um, ecclesiastical abstention.
1: That's right. So remember, this lawsuit was originally filed in 2017. So these uh, these cases tend to take several years, and so it's kind of gone back and forth. And it had been dismissed in April 2019 because of the ecclesiastical abstention doctrine, which prevents the government from interfering in church or religious matters. But the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals overturned that decision in July 2020, which we covered on here. And so now, NAM is appealing to the Supreme Court on that same doctrine, the Ecclesiastical Abstention Doctrine. Now, here's what will happen. If the appeal is denied, then it will just go back down to the district court, Northern District of Mississippi. If it is granted, then there would be either a ruling or a hearing with the Supreme Court. If that's successful, then it would be upholding that original ruling.
0: Yeah, the dismissal.
1: Right. Yeah. So because what happened was a three-judge panel had overturned the decision, but they didn't determine whether or not the doctrine applied. They said, we're not sure.
0: Yeah, we don't have enough info yet. Right, we
1: don't have enough info. So essentially, if the Supreme Court says, we're not going to take it, then it goes back down. Yeah to start kind of answering those questions. So, um, so or either, they could
0: say, well, yeah, we do think it applies and we right. agree with the district court. Right. Yeah. So
1: it's just, it, it, it'll it be very interesting. Now, yeah. you know, me, I yeah. love, like, I think, I think, and I understand that you might feel like you need to send, uh, George Schroeder to cover that if it or were me. to get heard. Um, but I, I live pretty close. And so I, I, you know, it wouldn't take too much to get up to DC from you could take Raleigh. the train. I could take the train. And so I mean, my goodness, Amtrak to the Supreme Court, that's like a dream for me. So if uh, if you need any help covering that, um <laughs> yeah. I would I would volunteer. You
0: volunteer is tribute. Yeah. Yes. Let me see. Yeah. I, I bet you do. Uh,
1: yes. And and I have I've gotten to hear I've gotten to sit in the the court for two two cases. I think we've talked about that on here before. But it's an incredible experience. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: All right. So we'll see what happens on that, Amy. It it should be a few months before we hear anything back. I think there's like a 30-day window to file a uh, response by McCraney and then another 30-day extension possibility there. So it's going to be a couple of months before we hear anything on this. But that has been filed. So we go to Kentucky, Amy, where the new Fort Knox chaplain – is a Southern Seminary alum. How about that's that, r- Colonel Charles Hamlin? That's
1: right. Very he's cool. He's the
0: new chaplain. He's been in the uh, nearly 40 years of service ministering to service members. He is the new chaplain at Fort Knox.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. So he's coming. That's a from... golden position. It it. Oh, I see what you did there. Well, well played. Uh, He's got quite a background. He's been on an assignment in Alabama at Fort Rucker, where he was the senior command chaplain at the U.S. Army Aviation Center of Excellence. Um, He's also been deputy command chaplain at the U.S. Army Training and Doctrine Command, and then was the deputy command chaplain at Fort Leslie J. McNair, which is in the military district of Washington. But he really wanted to get to Fort Knox because he was there on active duty in kind of the 99 to 2002. So he's in a sense coming home to Kentucky, and uh, and and it's just just really just a a really cool little story and neat to see someone who is a Southern Baptist there at such a key position.
0: Yeah. So congratulations to him. And um, if he needs us to hold on to anything for him, in the meantime, we'll be glad to do that. So.
1: I see what you (laughs) did there. Yeah.
0: All righty. Some sad news out of Louisiana this week. A fire has claimed the Atlanta Baptist Church in Atlanta, Louisiana. Not in Georgia, but in Louisiana. So uh, the fire started on Wednesday around 2.20 in the afternoon. And the pastor and, and some volunteers at the church had seen it and tried to do something about it. Couldn't do anything about it. A complete loss of the facility they don't really know the cause though that is still under investigation so uh, do be praying for the atlanta baptist church in atlanta louisiana that's up in north louisiana it's a uh, wind parish up in if you if you're familiar with your louisiana geography amy because i know you are it's I'm in wind parish okay the north Very good. north end of the state kind of north central
1: that picture is just i mean it's a devastating it's blazing picture yeah and especially as you see because it's in the middle of the winter storm so there's the ice all over the parking lot and then the fire is just kind of engulfed the church it heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking
0: so yeah so we want to be in prayer for the atlanta baptist church uh, there as they pick up the pieces from this just a devastating fire i mean the picture in baptist press like you said i mean you, you need to go see that because wow that's something else right there um it's it's we we can't really do it justice on the podcast, so do check that story out. And uh, also, while you're over at Baptist Press, uh, something we're doing with all the presidential candidates this year, Mike Stone uh, sat down with George Schroeder, and I think I may have mentioned that on the podcast or something a couple of weeks ago when we went down there, went down and sat down with him in his office in Blackshear, Georgia, and spent a couple hours with him and got a good interview for Baptist Press. So that is now up and available for you to read. We're doing those with all four candidates, as we mentioned uh, when we did the Albert Muller one. Back in November, so we're doing them kind of in the order that they were received, so to speak. Uh, their nomination announcements. So uh, Ed Litton's, I think, comes out uh, maybe next week, and then uh, we got one with Randy Adams that we just did last week. So, and, and we'll we'll post that one just in a couple of weeks whenever we get those taken care of and find a slot in the uh, the publishing schedule over Excellent. at Bad Express. And,
1: and when we put the link in the show notes, and you if you go to it and read it, yeah, don't forget that. You know, these stories, like a story like this is tagged. And so it's tagged by the event 2021 annual meeting and you can already click on that and the resources for the 2021 annual meeting are already starting to build up. So that's definitely a great resource building up to, to June. So if you want to go back, you'll be able to see all of these interviews plus other information about just things that are going on with the the annual meeting. So make sure you kind of dive into that.
0: Yeah, that's also available in the news tab over at SBCAnnualMeeting.net. So you can check those out and uh, all the interviews we should have in just a couple of weeks. We'll have all four of those up because, you know, we're doing them as we as we work through them. So do check that out. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC History. Amy, blow our minds.
1: All right, we're gonna go back to 1993, and you know how I like to do these every now and then. When I hit on a survey that was done, I like to to All bring right. it up. Let's what are we surveying s- this week? Let's look and see. So this was a survey about the top priorities of grassroots, Southern Baptists. It's very interesting. So, this was actually going to be, it came out around this time because they were going to be reviewed during the February meeting of the executive committee. It was a survey that was commissioned by the SBC's Interagency Council of Chief Executives of the 19 entities. So, that was the Great kind of Commission the pre, Council. Yeah, it was of the precursor. The yeah. Right, precursor to the Great Commission Council. So, they were looking at how to plan SBC-wide emphases after the year 2000. And so they did two stages. They had 1,200 Southern Baptists responding to a questionnaire in April of 1992, and then 1,400 in October. It was a target group. So this was not a, like a random survey. It was a target group that uh, state convention executive directors were providing these names. They were asked for active church members reflecting the diversity of Southern Baptists in your fellowship. So that was in terms of ethnicity, gender, urban, rural areas, all of those types of things. So every convention named you know a gave gave names and then they asked them to participate in this survey cuz they wanted to get kind of a a wide spectrum so what they asked was sort of the things the the things that were most important in ministry areas. And this is really, it's really fascinating. So they, they, they asked them about important issues, and then in the second survey, they asked them to sort of rank them. So some of the key results were uh, the ranking of primary issues that may affect Southern Baptist church life at the beginning of the next century. So this is in the, the early 90s, looking ahead to 2000. The number one issue that uh, church members, average church members, were concerned about was apathy and lack of commitment. Number two was personal involvement in evangelism. Number three was controversy in the denomination. Number four was adequate teaching or training for church leaders and members. Five was financial support for church ministry. And six, the last one was personal was personnel and funding for foreign and home missions, which is very interesting to me, and that was actually what Art Tolston pulled out in this was that the the concern for foreign and home missions was last now, what you're not sure about is does that mean that that's not a major concern like no one really saw that as a priority, or did they not see it as like like, they felt like things were okay in that area, and I, I, and I don't know. Another thing was that they asked them to rank critical social issues, and so they ranked 11 critical social issues. Number one was the family. Number two was AIDS, which that, you know, reminds us of something late 80s, early 90s was when the AIDS crisis um, was a, a critical issue. Number three was abortion. Number four, the economy. Uh, 92, sounds about right. Uh, number five, healthcare. Number six, homosexuality. Number seven, aging. Number eight, race relations. Number nine, drug and alcohol use. Number ten, crime. Number eleven, homelessness. So that was the list of critical social issues that these uh, folks identified. Those would be
0: in a different order today.
1: I, I think probably, probably so. The And then the other question that was very interesting was they ranked the effectiveness of certain things in influencing your church to engage in particular activities. So the first thing that they said was most effective was literature from SBC agencies. So that was like Sunday school materials, discipleship training, WMU, Brotherhood.
0: Or like church kits that you'd send out for the Lottie Moon or Annie Armstrong offerings.
1: Things like that. Over half of respondents in church staff in the church staff and lay group ranked that first. Number two was state convention staff promotion, and number three was local Baptist Association promotion. So they sort of put like the national as providing like the most effective resources at the time, then the state, then local association. So quite interesting uh, on all three of those questions, and I I think that. For sure, in the first two, uh, in terms of the primary issues and the critical social issues, I think we would see some different answers today. Uh, But these are, it's always good to do some, uh, you know, some soul searching kind of introspective look at what priorities are. That's good for us as individuals. It's good for our churches. It's also good for the convention as a whole to be asking those questions. And they were, and the results came out this week in SBC history. So interesting little snapshot.
0: Very cool. It'd be fascinating to see the results from today. Yeah. And how different things would be. And not, not just the social issues, but how uh, churches consume information and that kind of thing. So. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is.
1: My resource of the week is a book called "Called to Cooperate." It's a biblical survey and application of teamwork. This is by Jeff Minji. He is the lead pastor of Catalyst Church in Newport News, Virginia, uh, but he also works with the SBCV up there to train and serve church planters. So he kind of uh, helps ch- other church planters in the in the state. And he is a, a he's a, an alum of Southeastern, so knows Keith and, and things like that, but he wrote this, this book, it is, it, it really is developing kind of a biblical theology of how we work together. And he, he kind of applies what we know in scripture to how we work as teams in uh, churches or organizations. So just really, really cool resource that I heard about and I've interacted some with Jeff and wanted to share it.
0: All right. Very cool. have to check that out. Check, All right.
1: Yeah. Check it out.
0: And mine is the EC meeting this next week will be live streamed. So mine's going to be the live stream of the EC meeting. There's a blurb over at Baptist Press today about that and the information with the link and all that for it. So we'll put that in the, uh, the show notes here. Uh, but you can go straight to that. Watch the plenary sessions. So Monday night and Tuesday, uh, we're streaming those from the big ballroom in the Grand Hyatt Hotel right around the corner from the office here. So you can watch those. Follow along at home uh you know pop some popcorn sit down and watch the EC meeting on Monday night so it should be fun and, and Tuesday and
1: I just want to say if I wasn't going to be there that's exactly what I would do so same
0: because we're nerds
1: that's right so uh for all you out there uh we're we're kindred spirits so tune in
0: all right well thanks for joining us this week folks uh if you're going to be at the EC meeting this week be sure to say hello if you see Amy and I from 6 feet away um and you know no hugging no handshakes. It will be good to see a lot of our friends that really we haven't seen in a year. So a lot of That's these right. things, we we see people. You know a lot of these folks three, four, five times a year at different events. Haven't seen any of them really in a year. I know. So it's it's kind of crazy to be thinking about that. So be good to see uh, see who's here in town. So we'll have a full recap on next week's episode. Amy, see you next week.
1: See you next week.